0: This is the Oanda Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda's senior market analysts across the world. And today I'm delighted to say we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good evening from London, Ed. How are you doing?
0: Very well. Thanks for having me.
1: It's our pleasure. Let's start with the big story of the day. And that, of course, is American inflation. Prices for U.S. consumers are now rising at their fastest rate in nearly 40 years, which is incredible. The CPI rising 6.8% in the year to November, according to the latest figures. Uh, It's quite eye-watering when you look at some of these numbers, Ed, and it is certainly putting pressure on joe biden's political agenda as he tries to pass his social spending bill it's uh it's going to be a very difficult period for him and of course everybody Uh, not knowing where we're going is it going to go even higher
0: well it was a very hot inflation report we're seeing broad-based pricing pressures across every sector Uh, uh, groceries were up 12.8 percent energy costs were three and a half percent higher but gasoline was 6.1 percent of that increase you know the chip shortage has made new vehicles old vehicles i mean that trend's been just going higher consistently new vehicles were up over a percent and and used two and a half and and the, the the American consumer is still you know taking it on the chin right now, and uh, I, I think this this report uh, you know initially the the, the reaction uh, it was like wow it came in line, and there was a growing you know chorus of analysts uh, the you know everyone was talking seven handles seven handle and, and the, the year over year rating came at 6.8 percent and still you know the hottest reading you know since 1982 as you pointed out uh but I, I think this is not the peak and that's that's the i think that's what eventually you know the, the market was able to kind of um come to that conclusion and that you're you're going to continue to see these pricing pressures last um, a while longer we're getting close to the peak hopefully and uh, I think that there's uh, you know this this belief that uh, uh, this completely allows the Fed to uh, double their their tapering of asset purchases next week and and uh, if if this inflation if we start to see seven eight percent in the next couple of reports, um, then you're, you're going to see, uh, you know, those, those rate height expectations go from between two to three to possibly three, four and, and for, for, uh, next year. And I think you're, you're going to have the market get extremely jittery because the, the, the policy mistake concerns that, you know, we've been talking on and off about over the last several months, um, will will likely uh, become a, a bigger concern. Um, I I still think that you you will probably see large parts of this come down, but the the problem is that um, the the labor shortage the 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 wage pressure is not really going to go away and and that is 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 likely to really feed into this inflationary fear that we have going into the new year and that, and and I think right now you're you're having a lot of investors um, you know they they're they're still optimistic for US equities that's why equities are you know positive on the day they're they're they're, they're there's a good growth story for next year and it's still you know, given this inflation report, you know, expectations are still that you could have 4% growth next year. And, um, you know, margin, you know, that so, sometimes when you have these high inflation reports, this is bad for margins, but um, you're, you're seeing, uh, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of optimism here that the companies are able to pass this through and, and that you're, you're not really going to see uh, a major setback here. So, uh, you know, U.S. growth exceptionalism is is, is leading to lots of flows into U.S. equities still. And that's why, you know, you have the three major indices, uh, you know, the the S&P, the Dow, and NASDAQ all rising higher. NASDAQ, you know, mainly boosted on, you know, Oracle and and Broadcom's strong results and guidance and signs of chip uh, or alleviating chip worries. Uh, d- delay worries so so I, I think it's still a still a an optimistic uh stance that a lot of investors have for u.s equities but uh no i think um, we're, we're 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 seeing inflation get very ugly here and uh these pricing pressures uh, um, a large part of the population won't be able to stomach that um if this continues at this pace so um uh, we'll see exactly how that um you know makes how how weak that makes the u.s consumer in the coming months but um right now uh, there's still there's still optimism here
1: and you believe it's mainly down to the labor shortages that we're seeing right across the world rather than the price of energy i mean petrol prices have jumped six percent but of course the oil price has gone down in recent days so maybe next month uh, that might be reflected in the figures. Perhaps not when you say that most of the figures are down to things like labour shortages and so on. And that is, those labour shortages, of course, are the unforeseen consequences of coronavirus, uh, which we didn't predict a year or two ago when everybody was concerned not about labour shortages, but about job losses. And it's, it's, it's supreme irony, really, isn't it, that it's been Topsy-turvy and uh, turned on its head.
0: Very much so, and and we have to remember too, the Fed, you know, they, they, they have their mandate for you know jobs and and pricing pressures, but you know the the labor market recovery and the Fed has clearly stated they want it to be it, they want it to be across the entire population, and this last employment report um, really highlighted that. You you saw um, it was one of the the rare times you saw significant drops with. Hispanic, Black, and female uh, unemployment. That is very promising for the Fed. This basically um, allows the Fed to, to just fixate on inflation. Um, I think that you're, 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 you're not going to see the U.S. economy recover all the jobs before that first rate hike. I think that the labor market recovery, if you're an American and if you need a job right now, there's 11 million positions available. Um, it might not necessarily be the, in the industry you want, but there are opportunities, uh, and, and I think you're going to continue to see that um, the Fed is going to have to move forward because you've seen uh, um, a larger part of the population now see improvements in the labor market. So, so I think it's all about inflation right now, and uh, that that's the big um question mark at hand and 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 I think you're you're probably going to see um, another couple months of, of higher reports but I think there is optimism that uh you know we are seeing some progress in the la ports you you are I think uh, probably going to see that um, once we get past this uh, current wave of the virus uh, that reopening momentum will hopefully continue but right now they're they're there's still a big hesitancy to to go back to the office and uh, a lot of companies are cancelling their holiday parties and uh, I think that you know we're we're still it seems far from a complete return to normal.
1: Yeah on Omicron we've had some figures out of the UK today suggesting that you really need to have a booster uh, to have a significant impact of avoiding um, Omicron 75 percent Uh, apparently in terms of efficacy but if you've only had two jabs then you're not very well protected depending on which particular vaccination you've had and those sorts of figures have an impact on world markets and uh, the omicron impact uh, is pretty stark when it comes to wall street isn't it it has been over the last two or three weeks
0: the headline volatility we saw from Omicron has been stunning. I, I, you saw initially the early signs of, of, of risk aversion because it was it seemed more transmissible, but then you had the reports. Oh, it's not causing more severe illness than Delta or some of the other variants, and 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 there was a, there was overall still optimism that you know the, the current vaccines do provide protection um, uh, especially with the booster and, and, and that is, is, is the, one of the main reasons why, you know, risk appetite has, has mostly held up. Um, I think, uh, you know, you, you point to that latest, uh, UK study, uh, CDC also kind of re- released their initial data on the new variants arrival in the U S and four fifths of 43 cases found were in vaccinated people. Um, uh, and, uh, some of the cases cause mild illness, so uh, not severe, but mild. But still, I think that, uh, you know, we're learning more and we're going to continue to learn more about this virus over these next uh, couple of weeks. But there's there's still, I think, uh, overall, an optimism that reopening will continue, um, even though you're, you're seeing lots of companies exercise caution. Um, I was a little surprised to hear Lyft po- postponing their return to office until 2023 uh you know jeffries uh they uh canceled uh business travel they're asking their staff to go back to working from home uh, and, and you're seeing a, a lot of companies they're 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 just uh kind of uh exercising caution here and uh i think that a good part of the economy is dependent on people returning to the office and uh until we see that that's that's going to be the key and uh you know the, the the vaccines are holding up, and we're you know we're, we're probably because there's a large part of the population globally that's not vaccinated, we'll, we'll we'll continue to see new variants. But I think there is optimism that we'll be able to if we do get a variant that is more troublesome to the the current vaccines, uh, that uh, within a hundred days they'll be able to figure out uh, a new. A new vaccine to provide uh, uh, ample protection but um, no it, it seems uh, we're, we're probably going to uh, really see some countries struggle with reopening and, and possibly deliver more restrictive measures but uh, but uh, fortunately this current wave um, with this new variant is is not proving it's proving that it's spreading faster but it's not providing more um, serious illness and that's 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 the key takeaway and that's why I think that um, any restrictive measures will hopefully be short-lived.
1: Yeah it's more of a psychological impact at the moment really isn't it and people are more concerned and worried about what might happen rather than what is happening and must be very frustrating. I know in this country you know businesses are really suffering particularly hospitality over the last few weeks with many many thousands if not millions of you know companies with cancellations uh, here, there, and everywhere. Let's change subjects for a, a moment or two, Ed, and talk about crypto. And we saw those top execs from six major cryptocurrency companies, uh, including the likes of Coinbase and Circle, earlier in the week urging Congress to provide clearer rules for what is a booming industry. They're putting it somewhere around the $3 trillion mark at the moment. Uh, cannot believe it's as high as that but perhaps it is they've warned though the warning to congress was that you know overly tough restrictions may push them overseas uh I'm, I'm sure the the uk would love to see a little bit more crypto action as far as this country is concerned uh but is there a danger of that happening in the u.s
0: well there, there has been I think some hesitancy to embrace some more crypto products, and and I think that's one of the one of the, the main reasons why we've seen uh, you know Bitcoin really struggle to get its mojo back. Um, it, I, I think that you're 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 probably not going to see a true Bitcoin ETF um, this year, um, and and that is is really um, what what traders want. Um, and, and, uh, I I think that you're, you're, there's still, I think a lot of optimism that you're going to have explosive growth in this industry because there there's just, it's an untapped market for most traders. Uh, and, and, uh, I, I think that right now, um, a lot of people are focused on the education of, of cryptos and, you're you're starting to see, um, you know, the the public become a lot more um, excessively optimistic about Ethereum outperforming Bitcoin as as Ethereum has has really dominated the, the the blockchain race, and it it seems that every major crypto project is being done on their platform. Um, I, I think that um, for a lot of traders, you know you know, Bitcoin has always been, you know, that store of value, you know, they have their, you know, set supply at 21 million Bitcoin. Um, and, and, and I think what you're probably going to have now is, you know, everyone is viewing as cryptos as the new internet, the next, you know, it's a technology bet. And, and that's why, um, there, there's this, this, uh, relentless, uh, you know interest in, in ethereum and and that's why ethereum for the year uh it's up over it's been down over the you know the, the last week or so but um it's it's still up 440 percent year to date bitcoin's only up 65 percent uh and i think when you take a look at where the interest is it's it's all about the ethereum uh the, the potential that you're getting from the Ethereum blockchain, um, and a lot of traders too, are are, are focused on the uh, the move into DeFi, uh, NFTs, the Metaverse, and and uh, a lot of that is going to be done somewhat on the Ethereum network. So, I think that you're 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 probably going to see that as traders become more educated on cryptos, uh, they're they're going to welcome a more kind of diversified approach and uh bitcoin and ethereum are you know and yes bitcoin's gotten getting smart contracts but uh, you know they're, they're they're nowhere near where ethereum is and and you're probably going to see uh that a lot of traders will will start to gravitate towards having like a a handful of cryptos as their position and i would not be surprised if ethereum became the the dominant holding of 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 most people's portfolios um and and i think the 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 whole crypto space you know it's going to be another the third year where cryptos are the best performing asset class and um there's still strong optimism that you're you're probably you're going to see regulation that doesn't cripple the industry, but provide it more guidelines in how we can thrive. So I think the upside is still there. And um, I think what helps is that there's still so much skepticism? I mean, you can you can uh, just look on you know market pulse and hear from my counterpart in Jakarta, and <laughs> there's there's a there's a lot of hesitancy uh, on on cryptos. And uh, I think though that as as more people become educated and understand how there are tremendous use case applications and how it can change how most businesses operate um you're you're, you're probably gonna have um, um cryptos really uh become uh, kind of viewed as like like a, just another sector as technology or utility stocks and uh that's that's where crypto is headed and uh there's still i think uh, tremendous growth here
1: very interesting indeed okay ed it's a, a massive week next week for central banks everywhere you look Uh, We await all sorts of uh, announcements, mainly, of course, uh, about the interest rates here in the UK. The uh, Monetary Policy Committee from the Bank of England are expected to announce no change to rates, even though it was uh, trailed that they would only a few weeks ago. But Omicron has put paid to that. The US as well. And there's a raft of other countries uh, where we expect news. Where should we start?
0: Well, I think, uh, you you know, the, the, the weekend is, is actually filled with day two of the, the G7. And what I'm also paying attention to is uh, the, the G7, the finance ministers are going to discuss inflation on Monday. And over the weekend, we could hear some leaks as far as possibly some coordinated effort to just try to help alleviate some of these pricing pressures so um i I think that uh it's important to 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 watch this this story because i think there is a some potential here that you might try to see some coordinated effort whether it's effective or not is that's to be determined but uh i I think that's that's going to be where You know, a lot of traders will kind of uh, start their trading week, but uh, it should be a a quiet Monday. Tuesday, the Fed begins their policy meeting, their two-day policy meeting. Um, We'll get PPI, Eurozone industrial production. But Wednesday is when things get really interesting. Um, we, We have the Fed uh, FOMC decision, they're, they're going to most likely accelerate their tapering of asset purchases. The key will be the dot plots. Um, they're going to show more rate hikes in those dot plots. And, uh, we might get a better sense on what they view as the, the new, uh, neutral rate. Um, this has the potential to be, um, extremely market moving, um, and, and possibly, um, the Fed will continue to stand by its new hawkish tilt and provide uh, more, more upside optimism here on on, on. Where interest rates are going, and, and, and that's that's gonna I th- think be the the main event for the week. Um, um, later that night, though, we'll have chi- China's a wrath of Chinese data: industrial production, retail sales, uh, fixed assets, and uh, joblessness. Um, and then Thursday is is central bank day. Uh, you have the ECB. They're they're gonna keep their rates um, unchanged. They're expand their asset purchase program. Uh, Mexico expected to raise their overnight rate. Norges expected to raise their deposit rate. Uh, Switzerland, no change expected with their monetary policy. Turkey, um, yes, they're going to cut rates again. (laughs) Uh, They're in a currency crisis. uh, We've seen this movie. It's not played well. They've tried to to, uh, slow down by intervening in the markets, to, the clear depreciation is a is a, a, a trade that a lot of people are looking to get into. Uh, and then, uh, as you highlighted earlier, the Bank of England uh, no change is expected with their monetary policy. Uh, Friday we'll have the the BOJ. They're expected to maintain their current monetary policy. They also might uh, extend the duration of uh, a trimmed COVID aid program. Um, Friday, Russia will raise their key rate, uh, 100 basis points. And uh, Friday, too, also quadruple witching day, which means you have added volatility in equities. And also we have the quarterly rebalancing effective at market close. So lots of volatility, especially uh, towards the middle and end of the week.
1: Wow. That is a a busy one. And, well, you're going to be a busy chap. (laughs) Very much so. Okay, have a great weekend and uh, get some rest. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Speak to you soon. Cheers.
0: This is the Oanda Podcast.